And now, Legal Matters with Turner Freeman Lawyers, determined to make a difference. And every Tuesday we do look at legal matters with Turner Freeman Lawyers and today the focus is personal injury. If you've got a question, a query, 131873, free legal advice and we've also got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away for the best call. Maybe you've been injured while you've been out and about or on your way to work or you've been injured while doing your job, possibly even from home. 131873 is the number to call. Gaius Whiffen is a partner at Turner Freeman. He's on the line for us now. Guy, good afternoon. Gaius. Hello, Hello I'll call you Guy. And I'm, I'm meant to be on holidays, guys. So sh- I think my brain already is, so apologies for my stumbles along the way today. Thank you for no joining problem. us, Gaius Whiffen. Now, workplaces, no we know that they're often places where personal injury claims do arise. Is that the most common source of personal injury claims from the workplace? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, um, you generally spend um, a fair bit of your time on, um, while you're working, so it generally is... Um, the, the majority of uh, injuries that people suffer are at work. And is that changing by the fact that so many people are working from home prior to the lockdown, of course, but even with the lockdown, more and more people are working from home. Are we seeing an increase in, in work-related claims from people who aren't in the office but are actually in the home office? Uh, not really, um, but it ta- it's, I don't think there's been any decrease per se. I mean, mm. You're covered um, by workers' compensation laws, whether you're working in the office or at home. Um, and increasingly, um, there's you know more and more obligations, obviously, on employers to uh, to make sure that people working at home are working in ergonomically uh, safe environments and have the right equipment and tools and so forth to be able to uh, attend to their uh, attend to their duties safely. Um, and th- things have changed quite a lot in the um, in over the last few years, and especially, I think, in the, obviously in the last year since the uh, pandemic arose. I mean, uh, around 20 years ago, I had a case for a lady that was working at home and tripped as she was taking her cup of coffee to um, to her desk during her coffee break. And uh, the issue in that case was largely, you know, what when did she log on and when did she log off the computer and uh, and so forth. Things aren't as uh, aren't as draconian as that these days, and you're generally covered for whatever you would be covered for if you're in the workplace, including breaks. And so should employers then be providing workers with things like ergonomic equipment and training on how to, to use the, the equipment as well? Because we know with issues like RSI or back pain or even with the home office set up, if it's not been done correctly, could a, a worker potentially have a claim based on that? Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, I mean, the the obligation is there to obviously provide the necessary training. Um, the obligation is there to ensure that the workplace is is safe. Now, working at home is a bit is obviously a, a lot more difficult for employers to um, to uh, um, to deal with than uh, obviously in the office. But there's still a, an obligation to make sure that the working environment is safe. And you say that people are covered by workers' compensation, but are there ways that businesses can get out of being liable for injuries at home? Uh, not if you're um, basically doing your normal job. You're doing your normal work duties at home. Um, it's um, And it's a situation where you're either being um, allowed to do that or being forced to do that, but through a lockdown sort of procedure, and your employers are uh, um, um, aware of all of that, know that... Uh, you're basically going to be covered. That's the physical side of things with injuries. How often do you see psychological injuries in the workplace? 
again, um, that that is probably an area that is increasing and increasing, um, and I think probably due to more more sort of awareness of the uh, psychological nature of of um, of work injuries. So there are uh, certainly in the last ten years, five years or so, there have been a, a lot more psychological injuries um, arise. Um, and that can also be um, working from home can put you into a um, into a position where you're more susceptible to psychological injuries in certain cases. Of course, only in certain cases. Mm. So we are seeing a lot of workplaces as well bring in things like in-house counsellors or HR staff to help people yes. with psychological injuries. Is that increasing as a direct correlation to the number of cases increasing? Look, look I, I think so. I think so. And. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's it's. I mean, the, the New South Wales Workers' Compensation Act um, makes it fairly clear what sort of psychological injuries are are, um, are covered, and it's um, sort of long hours and and stress, general stress in the workplace, things like failure to obtain um, benefits such as you know um, uh, wage increases, you know, this time of year, or um, promotions. That generally isn't covered. If you um, suffer stress because of that, there, there needs to be some correlation between actual um, the actual um, nature of the job in terms of, um, as I said, long hours or a stressful situation or indeed sort of harassment or bullying um, and the uh, psychological injury. You don't get it just because you're upset with your employer for mm. doing something that's reasonable. You might have a question for Gaius Whiffen from Turner Freeman Lawyers. 131873 is the number to call. 0460873873 on the text. Oliver is on the line. Hello, Oliver. Oh, hi there, Deb. What was your question for Gaius today? Um, yeah, so obviously ergonomics are pretty important uh, in the office these days. Um, if, for example, at work, um, you know, our desk chair is not uh, very ergonomic. Do we have any rights to be able to request a more comfortable or ergonomic chair? Mm, good question, guys. Well, it, it, comfortable or comfort in itself is not going to um, is not going to be particularly relevant. It's whether it's uh, it's whether it's an ergonomic ergonomic situation, which should have been looked into by your employer when they um, when they set up the workplace, um, and generally is. So again, a lot depends upon the nature of the um, of the setup. But if you're being provided with a chair that you don't think is particularly ergonomic, or that you think is causing you um, um, causing you back pain or something like that, then the first um, first step is to actually bring it to your employer's notice and um, get it looked at. And if they um, do not um, look at it, they may they may get it looked at and they may say, well, look, you know, our our ergonomists say that this is actually the, the good chair for you and that might be right um, in itself. So mm. first thing is to obviously get your employer to um, to look at the situation and that applies to not just, you know, uncomfortable chairs but uh, anything to do with the workplace setup that you might have. Yeah, and, and standing desks are a lot more commonplace these days too. I mean, a lot of that equipment is it's more expensive not. though. So I, I suppose for em- employers and, and and bosses you need to work out whether or not you want to be potentially liable if there's some sort of claim, because if if your your worker has specifically requested it and they've they've got back issues, guys, presumably you could be open to some claim down the track. Yeah, look, potentially. I mean, but if you're providing a safe workplace, um, then not. I mean, there's no there's no necessity, for example, to 
um, to go out and purchase sitting standing desks um, just because someone requests it. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it depends upon the situation. And yes, look, it might be reasonable if you if you know your employee um, has a particular um, um, injury or has a particular uh, disability that requires some form of um, special equipment, whether it be a sitting standing desk or something else, then yes, it probably is within um, your obligation to provide that. But just because someone asked for it, as long as you're providing the, um, the necessary safe equipment, um, then um, there's no obligation to go further than that. All right, we'll take a quick break. Back with more of your calls, 131873. We're speaking with Gaius Whiffen with Tuesday Legal Matters, Turner Freeman Lawyers. 12 to 2, all of our regulars are with you this week, including Turner Freeman Lawyers, Tuesday Legal Matters with Gaius Whiffen in just a moment. And I'll also keep you up to date with all of the latest COVID news. The Federal Health Minister, Greg Hunt, is giving a press conference right now and he has updated the vaccination of the population in the country. 7% of the population, the Health Minister says, are now fully vaccinated for COVID. So that's better than the just over 4%, which were the most recent figures, the most... Up-to-date numbers now, 7% of the population are fully vaccinated for COVID and 28.9% have had their first dose. So still just over a third, just under a third have had their first dose. The numbers are getting better, but they're still well behind the rest of the world. 131873 is the number to call. Gaius Whiffen is with us. We're talking personal injury. Just a question on the email here, Gaius, from a small business owner. They say, my staff are working from home. One of them has claimed to me that they've suffered an injury while working, but I'm not convinced they were actually working at the time. And they're asking, if I can prove they were actually injured during a personal task, such as exercise, can I get out of paying workers' comp? It depends. There, there has been a case, for example, where someone was uh, jogging, doing a working from home, and um, they took their normal break. And this was what they did when they were um, working too. So, if they were working in the office during their break, they'd exercise. Mm. And the person was exercising at uh, at home, went for a jog around the block, and um, tripped on the footpath, and um, was covered for workers' compensation. So, again, it's very difficult to say without knowing a bit more about what happened. Um, And there's often a very fine line in these cases between when your working day starts and when it doesn't start. Mm. So if, if, for example, someone um, is at home working, um, they um, go out to do some shopping, um, but it's their sort of weekly shopping that takes two hours and and um, you know is a is a big impost into the working day. Then that might be something which may not be covered. Um, but if all they do is go up to the uh, local shop to get a sandwich and a cup of coffee, which is what um, they would do if they were in the office. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be covered. Mm. All right. Hopefully that will be of help. Jim's on the line with a question for you. G'day, Jim. G'day. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's nice. Uh, my question is this: um, I got injured at work. And between the workers' compensation, because my employer changed workers' compensation companies between the two injuries, uh, they were fighting as who was going to pay for the compensation to the injury. In the meantime, I had my own personal income protection plan. So I opted to go down that path. My question is, workers' compensation payments are non-taxable. 
but income protection periodic payments are taxable. I was just wondering if there's a way that we can find out whether that's true or not. Well, workers' compensation payments are tax are in fact taxable. So if you're paid, uh, if you're off work for you know four weeks, five weeks, and uh, you're paid compensation payments, they're taxable in the same way that your um, that your um, um, your wage would be taxable. Where workers' compensation payments aren't taxable is it's if you've got a lump sum claim. So if you have a significant injury and um, you bring what's called a common law claim for negligence because of the injury at work and you settle that claim, then uh, yes, that's not taxable. And there's, there's a reason for that because when you're calculating the uh, um, economic loss that's suffered, you only use net figures. So that's why they're not taxable at the end of, in, in those cases. All right, Jim, stay on the line and we'll, uh, we'll send you out the $100 Westfield voucher because I think that's a pretty timely question that many would be interested in. $100 coming your way, Jim, from Westfield for the best call, which is what we give away regularly every Tuesday as part of our Legal Matters segment with Turner Freeman Lawyers. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. That's okay. All the best, Deb. Guys, Whiffin there, who is a partner with Turner Freeman Lawyers, and they provide a range of specialised legal services, including compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability services, employment law, wills and estates, and property law. And if you want to get in touch with any of the lawyers, any of the team at Turner Freeman, check out their website, turnerfreeman.com.au, or give them a call, the number 1343 63.